Hallelujah. Thank you for joining me on this broadcast. My name is Scott Odige, and I'll be speaking briefly on the five love languages. My reference can be found from the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. The Bible says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall become united and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Hallelujah. And they shall become one flesh. Becoming one flesh in marriage is the destination of love. It is impossible to become one or become united with your spouse without the place of love. Love is one of the most vital factors or keys required to become united or to become one with your spouse. No home will stand without the place of love. You will never be united with your husband. You will never be united with your wife without love. So love is a most significant requirement if you would ever walk as one in your home. And this was actually a statement from the mouth of the Lord. Whatever God says is the truth. You can never bond with your spouse without love. It takes love to become one, to become united with your spouse. No home will stand without love. And love is not something that can be defined by mere mortals. No man can actually define love. It will only take God to define what love means. Hallelujah. And my prayer for you today in the name of Jesus Christ is that God will open the eyes of your understanding to what love is all about. Hallelujah. My first word is, what is the value of a home or marriage without love? None. The value of a home is nothing where there is no love. Love is what determines how excellent, how exceptional, how different and distinct a home would be. Without love, marriage has lost its value. Without love, a home has lost its value. Glory be to God. The question now is, what is love? Love cannot be defined, like I said before, it cannot be defined by a man. There is no place even in the dictionary where you can actually find the right definition of love. You can only understand love from the perspective of God. God is love and only God can actually define or tell what love is all about. From the Bible, love means or could be defined from four different dimensions or perspectives. Number one, love could be agape. What is agape? Agape means unconditional love, the God kind of love that he expressed when he actually saved mankind from sin. Love could also mean filia or could be filia. What is filia? Filia is friendly love. Love could also mean storge or familiar love. 
and love could also mean eros or romantic love. In other words, in every home, these dimensions of love must be expressed. Without the expression of these four dimensions of love, the home will lose its value. In other words, in every family, you must have the unconditional dimension of love if that home is going to ever going to stand. Your home will lose its value without the place of agape love. You need the agape love or the unconditional dimension of love for your home to ever stand. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It was this dimension of love that God needed to look beyond the weaknesses, to look beyond the sin nature of man. That means without unconditional love, you will never be able to accept your wife, accept your husband the way they are or the way they do. It takes agape love to look beyond the weaknesses of your spouse. It takes agape love to look beyond the frailties, the weaknesses of your spouse or, and the limitations of your spouse. Many times we complain, we complain about the weaknesses in our spouse. We complain about so many things without doing anything or taking any strategic step. But if you are going to build a home, if you are going to love your spouse, you must learn to express the place or the dimension of agape love or unconditional love. Also, the friendly dimension of love must be expressed in your home if you are ever going to walk in oneness with your spouse. You must become or be a friend to your spouse. You must learn to become a friend. You must learn to become, develop friendship with your spouse. Your own will never enjoy peace without becoming friends. I've always told you, I and my wife, we are friends. We talk together, we share things together, we relate together, we communicate together. Even when we disagree, even when there is misunderstanding, we still come together to talk it out. We come together and strategize, we learn from each other. Glory be to God. Also, you have what we call familiar love. That is also another dimension that you must that must be expressed in your home. Without this dimension of love, you will never enjoy the peace of the Lord in your home. You also have what we call the romantic dimension of love. It is called eros. It is romantic. It is not just about having intercourse with your wife or with your husband. No, 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 no. Love is much more than that. Love is much more than feelings. You will never be able to build a home without these four dimensions of love finding expression in your home. Glory be to God. Now, now let's, let, let's read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 where Paul was actually talking about love. He was trying to describe love. Hallelujah. I'll just read some few of the verses. It says, love endures long. Love is patient and kind. Love never em- is, ne- is never envious, nor boys over jealousy. It is not boastful. Love is not boastful. Love or vainglorious. Love does not display itself utterly. In other words, love is not proud. It is not conceited. It is not arrogant and inflated with pride. 
it is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. Love is not touchy, not fretful, not resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes and faith, it all its hopes are faithless under all circumstances and it endures everything. Love never fails. As for prophecy or the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. Hallelujah. So we need to understand when Paul took his time to describe love as an entity. Glory be to God. What is the destination of love? The destination of love is to be actually become one with your spouse. The, the, the God wants you and your spouse, you as a husband, you as a wife, to be with your spouse. That is the def- destination of love. And you must understand that becoming one flesh with your spouse takes time. It takes time. You can't become one with your spouse you can't be united with your spouse just in a day. It takes a lot of time. It takes time. It requires process to become one with your spouse. Also, becoming one with your, spa- with, your, with your spouse requires understanding. It requires understanding. You need to understand yourself. You need to understand your weaknesses, your strengths. You need to understand your likes and your dislikes. You need to understand your temperament. You need to understand your your vision your dreams as an individual you need to understand your experiences you need to understand everything about your spouse but most times we don't pay attention to understanding ourselves and that is why you have a lot of issues you have a lot of quarrels you have a lot of disagreements you have a lot of resentment a lot of pride the husband doesn't want to agree the wife doesn't want to agree and these are all things that would happen when there is no form of love in a home also becoming one flesh requires commitment you cannot build a home without commitment it takes commitment to build a home hallelujah now let's look at love as an emotional need emotional need is required for the psychological balance of any spouse it is required for the right attitude and the right behavior in a home Every woman or wife, every man or husband requires love. Love is an emotional need. And that is why you find that most wives, most spouses, they misbehave. When you discover that your wife or your husband is actually misbehaving or showing or showing attitude, one of the things you need to ask is, there is something wrong. There is something wrong. Hallelujah. And you must also understand that every man or woman has what we call an emotional tank an emotional tank or a love tank hallelujah amen there is a love tank in every woman in every man and once that love tank is not filled 
you would suddenly discover negative attitude and behavior from your spouse. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will empower you, God will strengthen you to build your home on the foundation of love. Hallelujah. Now, let's also look at what we call the romantic experience or the in-love experience. And this goes to the singles or those that are yet to be married. Hallelujah. Somebody said that the romantic experience in marriage is two years after which we become, which after which we come back to the earth from heaven. Or when it runs its full emotional course. So it takes two years. The in-love experience or the romantic experience, you know, when you just when you meet a, a person for the first time, and that's that's what there is what people call falling in love. Falling in love is deceptive, it is not real. And that's why it's called the in-love experience when someone, when a single and unmarried person is in the euphoria or the atmosphere of love. Praise God. Imagine when you first met your wife or your husband. The experience, the romantic experience you actually felt when you met your spouse. Imagine if you could continue in that same light. Nobody will separate. There will be no form of divorce. The reason why we have separation and divorce you know in homes is because of the deception of the in love experience or the falling in love experience or the romantic experience amen praise the lord i pray for you in the name of jesus that the almighty god will help you will strengthen you and your spouse in the name of jesus what the in-love experience does is making you not to capitalize on the weaknesses of your, of, your, of your spouse. That's one of the greatest disservice or the damage that the in-love experience does to people. It makes you never to capitalize or talk about the weakness in your spouse. When you are going out, you are dating and all of that. Also, it, it, it makes you never to get interested in each other's passion, purpose. You know, you don't talk about things that would actually help the home to grow. You don't talk about relevant primary and fundamental issues. Hallelujah. These are things that are very important. And most of us enter into marriage by way of the in-love experience. The deception of the in-love experience or the emotional or the romantic experience is deceptive. And that is why it doesn't last forever. And most of you think that, oh, because of the feeling of that romantic experience, you always think, oh, nothing can separate us. Listen, friends, the romantic experience or the in-love experience doesn't last or cannot stand the test of time. When you get married, you understand what real love is all about. Amen. Praise God. Now, let's look at why the falling in love experience is not real. The falling in love experience is not real. The romantic experience is not real. That's, you know, when you find yourself in the euphoria of love, the romantic dimension of love and all of that, it is not real. Why? Because it is not based on on a conscious decision. It is effortless. When I talk about, talking about being, it, it being effortless, what am I talking about? It is instinctive instinctive also it does not focus on growth or on the growth of both parties because 
there's every likelihood you start thinking, oh, that my that my husband to be, my wife to be is, is, is perfect. Amen. Now let's move on to why the misbehaviors that leads to unhappiness, to separation and divorce in marriage. Like I've said before, every man, every woman has a love tank. And once this love tank is not full or taken into consideration, you will have separation and divorce in homes. That your wife has a love tank. And when that love tank is empty, you have negative attitudes coming from her. You need to pay attention to that. It is very important. Why most spouses misbehave? It's not because the husband is bad, but because the husband has failed to pay attention to the love tank of his wife. Praise God. Now, what are the negative effects of love tanks that are not full? Negative effects of love tanks that are not full. Number one is withdrawal and self-isolation. Withdrawal and self-isolation. When you discover that your husband is withdrawing, your wife is withdrawing from you, um, both of you are just isolating yourself, go and check it. It is because the love tank has been emptied. Your love tank is empty and you need your love tank to be full in order to enjoy peace, to enjoy uh, 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 the, all the great benefits that are accrued to marriage. Hallelujah. Withdrawal. Most husbands withdraw. The wife withdraws. Wants to be alone. The husband wants to be alone. Nobody wants to talk to each other. It is one of the evidences that the love tank, something has gone wrong with the love tank of either spouses. Number two, ash words or breach in communication. Go and check it. When the love tank of either spouses is actually not full, you have ash words. You discover that the both parties just talk to, to themselves each anyhow. Ash words coming, breach in communication. Nobody wants to talk to each other. When you discover that, just go and you need to understand that something has gone wrong with the love tank of your spouse or that your husband or your wife. You need to pay attention to the love tank because you need, there is a love is a requirement, is an emotional need, you know, in, 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 in the lives of uh, um, either the husband or the wife. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this is very important. Number three, another um, negative effect of love tanks that are not full is giving excuses and complaining. Anytime you discover your husband, your wife is complaining, com the complaint is not actually the problem. The problem is that the love tank of the wife it's not full, has been emptied. Something has gone wrong with the emotion of that woman or with the emotion of that man. Praise God. Number four is fault finding. When you start finding fault, you know, in the life of your spouse, go and check it. Something has gone wrong. Something has affected the woman emotionally. Something has affected the man emotionally. Number five is critical attitude. Critical attitude when there is so much criticism in the home. You criticize, you will never see anything good about your wife. You will never see anything good about your husband. They go and check it out. There is a problem. Something has gone wrong with that man, with that woman's emotional tank. Praise the Lord. 
But I pray for you in the name of Jesus Christ that God Almighty will help you to build your home on the foundation of love in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Now let's move on to the five love languages. The five love languages. Number one is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. And one way to express love emotionally is to use words that builds up. Giving verbal compliments is only one way to express words of affirmation to your spouse. Hallelujah. You need to understand, you, need, you must learn as a man, as a woman, to say the right words. Words of affirmation such as words of encouragement. Learn to encourage your husband. Learn to encourage your wife with the right words. Don't bring down the esteem of your husband, of your wife. Hallelujah. Learn to say words of kindness, words of encouragement, words that would inspire hope, words that would inspire courage in the life of your wife, in the life of your husband. This is very important. I pray for you today that in the name of Jesus Christ, God will empower you with the right words in the name of Jesus. God will grant you grace to say the right words to your wife, to your husband in the name of Jesus. Words are powerful. You need to understand that the reason why a woman is actually called a woman is because a woman has a womb. And having a womb means having capacity to multiply words. Whatever you give to the woman, she multiplies it and gives it back to you. Hallelujah. Learn to encourage your wife. Learn to say the right words. When last did you say the right words to your husband or to your wife? Glory be to God. You are expecting to have to, to enjoy your home. You, are, you want to enjoy your home. You want to live happily in your home. And you are not saying the right words. You will never enjoy your home. Any home where there is the right words or the word of affirmation is missing, that home will suffer. The home will never be a place of peace and joy. Learn to say the right words. Show respect to your spouse by saying the right words. The Bible says... Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Learn to say the right words. Encourage your wife. Say the right words to her. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Number two, quality time. By quality time, I mean giving someone or giving your spouse your undivided attention. I don't just mean sitting on the chair, watching television together without talking. No, no, no. I'm talking about giving your spouse the undivided attention she needs. Listening to her. Do you spend time with your wife or your husband? Amen. Learn to spend quality time together. You may be in the kitchen, learn to talk, learn to do things together. Learn to spend quality time conversing, engaging in activities together. Learn to talk. You need to communicate. You need to spend quality time together, but nobody sees you as the man at home. You don't spend time with your wife. You don't spend time with your children. And you are expecting to... You can't enjoy your home when you don't spend time together. Quality time is required. Giving yourselves undivided attention. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God will help you to build your home on the foundation of love in the name of Jesus. And number three is receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. When was the last time you bought a gift for your wife? When was the last time? I'm not just talking about material gift alone. I'm talking about the gift of your presence. I'm talking about the gift of money. The gifts 
of your time. Amen. It's not just about the gift, but the heart behind the gift. The heart behind the gift. When you buy a gift for your wife or your spouse, it is not about the gift. It's about, oh, he was thinking about me when he bought the gift. Oh, he was thinking about me when he was buying the gift. Praise God. It is the heart behind the gift that matters most. It's not about how big or how large the gift is, but the heart, the thoughts, the attitude behind the gift. Glory to God. Number four is the act of service. The Bible speaks of expressing love in service. For this to be done, we need to break free from stereotypes in our subconscious mind. Many of you grew up without understanding what love is all about. You only saw your dad. The only person you ever saw, you saw your dad abuse your mother. Your father has been has become a mentor to you. Instead of you to pay attention to the Bible. You have a wrong concept about love. You have a wrong concept, the wrong mentality about the woman. You have a wrong mentality about what marriage is all about. And that's why today you discover that most men don't want to help their wife do anything. At home, I spend time, sometimes I cook for my wife. I wash clothes for her. But most of you, you will never assist your wife to do anything. And you want to enjoy your home. You can't enjoy a home where you don't, when you don't give, you don't, you don't respect your wife. You don't, you don't spend time to work for your wife. You don't do anything for her. And you want to get love in, in return. You can't get it. You can't get it. Hallelujah. And finally, number five, love language is physical touch. When was the last time did you touch your wife? When was the last time did you pat her at the back? Physical touch is a powerful vehicle for communicating marital love. Learn to hold hands together. Learn to kiss your spouse. Learn to embrace yourself. It is not just about sexual intercourse. It is about expressing love through physical touch. I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus that God will grant you grace to build your home on the foundation of love in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, before I conclude, what is the way forward? Number one thing you need is commit commitment. Commitment is a vital tool you need to build in your home. You need to be committed. Number two, start doing what you have never done before to your wife. Start doing what you have never done before to your husband if you, if you are going to build a wonderful home. Number three, accept and learn from your mistakes. Most men will never learn from their mistakes because of their ego. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. Number four, break free from the stereotypes from your family background. You never saw your dad say the right words to your mother. And you think that is the right way of behaving? No, no, it's not about the right way of behaving. Praise God. Hallelujah. Also, keep learning from each other on how to please yourselves. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May the good Lord empower you in the name of Jesus. Grace to love your wife. Grace to love your husband. The Lord grant you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining me on this broadcast. May the good Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. It is the dawn of a new day for you and your wife, for you and your husband in the name of Jesus. Thank you and God bless you. In Jesus name. Amen.